Oh, Heavenly Father, you are faithful. Go sit down. You're faithful and you're true and your word is true. And Lord Jesus, we declare you are the king and the master of our lives. God, we honor you and we worship you. Holy Spirit, take us to a place of rest with you. I want all my children to close their eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Nope, sitting there. Close your eyes. Micah, close your eyes too. As we close our eyes, now take a deep breath. (sighs) And take a deep breath. We're going to do it again. We're going to breathe in the Spirit of God. And breathe out any stress. We're going to breathe out any anger. We breathe out anything that doesn't belong in us in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's do it again. Breathe in the love of God. Breathe in. Breathe out. Any disruption to your spirit is gone in the name of Jesus. We breathe in the peace and rest of God. We breathe out and we get rid of anything harmful. Any disease is out of our body with our exhale. And we breathe in the joy of God. We breathe that in the joy of God right now. Laughter and joy from heaven. We breathe in. Help from angels. We breathe that in. Ready? And we breathe out any infirmity, any virus, any bacteria, any lie from the devil is gone in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you for using our faculties for your good and your kingdom. We thank you for using the gifts and talents you've given us for furthering your will on this earth. We say with you, your will be done and your kingdom come. Kate, if you want watermelon, there's there's more watermelon on the counter. We breathe in your kindness. And we breathe out rebellion. Roughness, disobedience, we take it out of our lives in the name of Jesus. Okay. God, we bless this two-week period of time that we have Daddy off of work. We bless it with... Um, A message from you, God. We ask that you would give us a message from you. That you would use this time to your advantage. That you would use this time to um, help us become closer to you. We ask for intimacy with the Lord right now. God, I bless my children's stay with school. And um, that they would learn. That they would take in the information in a fun way. God, would you help us make it fun and not fight? Um... And Holy Spirit, we bless Jubilee's baby tooth to come out in the name of Jesus. We command the baby tooth to leave her mouth today in the name of Jesus. I expect that I will find it um, gone today, that baby tooth be gone, and that you would align her canine. Stop spinning the watermelon. We also bless Stinky's body, that she is strong, and that, God, I ask that you would bring her sight back. We command her sight to come back. We command the cataracts to leave. And God, we bless daddy's body. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would heal the skin. God, that any um, virus or bacteria would be gone in the name of Jesus Christ, that that you would just heal him completely and that you would heal me too. Holy Spirit, we thank you for healing Hope's eye. So quickly you did that in like a day and a half. Her eye is completely healed and we thank you for that. Sit down. I bless my children's memory and attention today. I bless them in the name of Jesus. I bless their spirit, God. You can help us 
think down the generations. And so we think down the generations right now. We bless their children and their children's children. God, that you make a heritage um, through them and within them. God, that you your love moves through them and that you're abundant in what you do. You're abundant and you're, you give us everything that we need. We bless the listeners. Um, of this, that you would bless their families, that you would apply these prayers to them. God, we pray salvation on our extended family. We ask that you would touch their hearts and call them to you. Um, Okay, so today is, uh, I think I got the episode wrong yesterday. What is that? I don't know what that is. But, um, okay, yesterday we did... Season 3, Episode 8, and today we're doing Season 3, Episode 9. So uh, we're going to learn from the Lord from Psalm 104. I'm going to say it as a prayer. Matthew 26, Ezekiel 17, and the New Scripture verse, which is Proverbs 3, 26. All right. Um, Psalms 104. 104. Much easier to have it up on the board. Psalms 104. Okay. Lord Jesus, we declare that all that we are praises you. You are our God. How great you are. Lord Jesus, we declare that you are robed with honor and majesty. And I pray that you would allow us to see uh, and regard you in that way. Your word says you're dressed in a robe of light. And we are in awe of of your robe and your light that you emanate from from your person to all the world. You stretch out the starry curtain of the heavens. You lay out the rafters of your home in the rain clouds. You make the clouds your chariot. Hey, Hope. Hope, it's time for listening. Thank you. You ride upon the wings of the wind. The winds are your messengers. Flames of fire are your servants. That's an interesting thought. The Greek version reads, He sends his angels like the winds. His servants are like flames of fire. God, you do make us like flames of fire. We go and we burn down anything that doesn't belong and we light up um, the things that you're doing. We bring light to dark places. I declare that our family is like a light in dark places through the word of God. Your word says you place the world on its foundation so it would never be moved. You clothed the earth. Ask with words, Cade. With floods of water, water that covered even the mountains. He asked you to move. I moved my feet. You didn't at first. I'm watching. I moved my feet. I moved them back. Yeah, but he asked you to get off the chair. Oh, you should you should understand that he means you should understand what he means. Hope, stop it with the animals. Sit down in your seat. What's your problem? Three. I just prayed that you guys would be nice to each other. Can we do this? Can we be nice? Why does she always up next to me? Are we able to be nice and calm? Are we able? Do you think we're capable? Hey, Micah, sit there. 
Cade, sit down. You can sit there. Okay. Because I said so. Okay. Buckle yourself right now. Hey, Hope. What's going on? What's going on? Use your words. Three. So what were you doing? Okay, go to your room. What were you doing then? Did you realize Daddy was trying to help you just then? When you screamed louder? What's going on with this? Do I need to do something? I'm between pancakes. Should I put him on there? You place the world on its foundation so it would never be moved. You clothed the earth with floods of water. Wait a minute. Water that covered even the mountains. Cade, can you unbuckle, Luke? At your command, the water fled. At the sound of your thunder, it hurried away. Mountains rose and valleys sank to the levels you decreed. Then you set a firm boundary for the sea so they would never again cover the earth. Lord Jesus, I ask that you open our ears to understanding. Go potty then. Mike, I didn't say that you could really sit here. Can you just sit still? Okay sit still my stomach hurts you make springs pour water into the ravines the next time you interrupt me you're getting a spanking so streams gush down from the mountains they provide water for all the animals is the vent open yeah okay and the wild donkeys quench their thirst the birds nest beside the streams and sing among the branches of the trees. You send rain on the mountains from your heavenly home. You guys look outside of this rain. God sent it. And you fill the earth with the fruit of your labor. What is the fruit of God's labor? What does that mean? It's the butt cheek. Life. Come for the spanking now. It's life. Life. It's weird life. how your mouth gets you in trouble, isn't it? It's like it's like it's your enemy. Yeah. But you should make it your friend. Sometimes. Stand. I, sometimes I'm weird. Sometimes. It's not weird, Kate. It was disrespectful. No, I was saying sometimes. When I'm you weird. when we ask you what does the Lord do to make something and you say butt cheek, it's very disrespectful. That's why you had a spanking. Do you understand? Okay. Kate. In your heart, I want you to think about how can you honor the Lord. Okay? Thank you. You cause grass to grow for the livestock and plants for people to use. Do you know that if God didn't help with gardens, there would, no, there would be no uh, fruit and no vegetables? 
You know that farmer that we met? God helps the farmer. You allow them to produce food from the earth, wine to make them glad, olive oil to soothe their skin, and bread to give them strength. I command the stomachache to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. The trees of the Lord are well cared for, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. There the birds make their nests, and the storks make their homes in the cypresses. High in the mountains live the wild goats, and the rocks form a refuge for the hyraxes. Remember what those are? Rock Birds. badgers. Conies or rock badgers. You made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows when to set. You send the darkness, and it becomes night when all the forest animals prowl about. Then the young lions roar for their prey, like we saw the lion yesterday, stalking the food provided by God. At dawn, they slink back into their dens to rest, and then people go off to their work where they labor until evening. O oh Lord, what a variety of things you have made. In wisdom, you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Good, Luke. Okay, go back and sit. Here is the ocean, vast and wide. It's raining, teeming with life of every kind, both large and small. She See the ships sailing along, and Leviathan, which you made to play in the sea. They all depend on you to give them food as they need it. When you supply it, they gather it. You open your hand to feed them, and they are richly satisfied. But if you turn away from them, they panic. When you take away their breath... They die and turn again to dust. When you give them your breath, life is created and you renew the face of the earth. Luke, go to your seat. Go to your seat, Lukey. May the glory of the Lord continue forever. The Lord takes pleasure in all he has made. The earth trembles at his glance the mountains smoke at his touch i will sing to the lord as long as i live i will praise my god to my last breath may all my thoughts be pleasing to him for i rejoice in the lord let all sinners vanish from the face of the earth let the wicked disappear forever let all that i am praise the lord praise the lord psalm 104 i like that one that one's that one's amazing so Matthew 26, two more days of Matthew. We're going to hear about the plot to kill Jesus. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, as you know, Passover begins in two days and the son of man will be handed over to be crucified. At that same time, the leading priests and elders were meeting at the residence of Caiaphas, Caiaphas, the high priest plotting how to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the Passover celebration, they agreed, or the people may riot. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this what a waste they said it could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor 
But Jesus, aware of this, replied, Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but she will not always have me. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, went to the leading priests and asked, How much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him thirty pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. Does anybody know what I'm reading about? The betrayal. Micah knows. Does anybody else have any idea what I'm reading about? Found it. I will admit it's probably hard to hear over the rain a little. But then they're also not paying attention. So. I am. What? I don't know that one. Okay, I want you to listen and see if you can li- and learn what's it. happening. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? As you go into the city, he told them, You will see a certain man tell him, Teacher says my time has come, and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus told them, and prepared the Passover meal there. When it was evening, Jesus sat down at the table with the twelve. While they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, Am I the one, Lord? He replied, One of you who has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me. For the Son of Man must die, as the scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible! It will be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. Judas, the one who would betray him, also asked, Rabbi, am I the one? And Jesus told him, you have said it. As they were eating, you know what? Most of the time we condemn ourselves, right? And that's what uh, Judas did. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it. Then he broke in pieces it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying take this and eat it for this is my body and he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to god for it he gave it to them and said each of you drink from it for this is my blood which confirms the covenant between god and his people it is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many mark my words i will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. On the way, Jesus told them, Tonight all of you will desert me, for the scriptures say, God will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter declared, Even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter. This very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. No, Peter insisted, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And the other disciples vowed the same. Do you know what this tells me? When I pray something and I say, like a lot of times I say, God, please help me really mean it. It's because we can say things and 
and not have the power to really mean it. So Jesus prays in Gethsemane. Then Jesus went in with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. You ever felt that way? Uh-huh. I have too. No. I don't think I've felt quite as desperate as Jesus felt. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, Shouldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray, so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, My father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went to pray a third time, saying the same things again. Then he said, he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest, but look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. And even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests and elders of the people. The traitor Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed and gave him the kiss. Jesus said, my friend, go ahead and do what you've come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us, and he would send them instantly? But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Do you know what really strikes me about this? Jesus said he could have asked angels to protect the disciples in him. But he didn't because he could have made everybody more comfortable, but he didn't do it because he knew God's plan and he went with God's plan that is the ultimate sacrifice right mm-hmm. not to pray for comfort to just to pray for God's plan and then Jesus said to the crowd am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me why didn't you arrest me in the temple I was there teaching every day but this is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets as recorded in the scriptures at that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled. Then the people who had arrested Jesus led him to the home of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the religious law and the elders had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and came to the high priest's courtyard. He went in and sat with the guards and waited to see how it would all end. Inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus so they could put him to death. But even though they found many who agreed to give false witness, they could not use anyone's testimony. Finally, two men came forward who declared, This man said, 
I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained in silent. Silent. Uh, Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God, tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus replied, You have said it. And in the future, you will see the Son of Man seated in the high place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, Blasphemy. Why do we need another witness? Why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. Then they began to spit on Jesus' face and beat him with their fists. And some slapped him during prophesy to us, you Messiah, who hit you that time. This just makes me so sad. Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came to him and said to him, You were one of those with Jesus the Galilean. But Peter denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Later, out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it, this time with an oath. I don't even know the man, he said. A little time, a little later, some of the other bystanders came over to Peter and said, You must be one of them. We can tell by your Galilean accent. Peter swore, A curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed, Never place a curse on yourself. Suddenly Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind, before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. And he went away weeping bitterly. So sad. Okay, Ezekiel. I'm glad you like them. Thank you, Micah. Oh, good. Thank you, Kate. Please don't shake the bed. Ezekiel 17. This is the story of two eagles, guys. And then there's going to be the riddle is explained then this message came to me from the lord hope who's talking right now ezekiel Ezekiel, that's right micah son of man give this riddle and tell this story to the people of israel give them this message from the sovereign lord okay here's the riddle a great eagle with broad feathers broad wings and long feathers covered with a many colored plumage came to Lebanon. He seized the top of a cedar tree and plucked off its highest branch. This seems like a huge eagle, right? He carried it away to a city filled with merchants. He planted it in a city of traders. Traders, not like a trader, like an enemy, like a trader, somebody who trades goods. He also took a seedling from the land and planted it in a fertile soil. He placed it beside a broad river where it could grow like a willow tree. It took root there and grew into a low-spreading vine. Its branches turned upward toward the eagle, and its roots grew down into the ground. It produced strong branches and put out shoots. But then another great eagle came with broad wings and full plumage, so the vine now sent its roots and branches toward him for water, even though it was already planted in good soil and had plenty of water, so it could grow into a splendid vine and produce rich leaves and luscious fruit. So now the Sovereign Lord asks, Will this vine grow and prosper? No, it will pull 
I will pull it, it up, roots and all. I will cut off. Don't drink that here. What is that? Okay, hold on. You tell us in a minute. I will cut off its fruit and let its leaves wither and die. I will pull it up easily without a strong arm or a large army. But when the vine is transplanted, will it thrive? No. It will wither away when the east wind blows against it. It will die in the same good soil where it had grown so well. Okay, Micah knows the answer. Tell us what this riddle is. Let's see if Micah was right. Do you think Micah's right? What did Micah say? First one was right, but the second one. What did Micah say? I forgot. Okay, then you need to say I forgot, not say that he was right or wrong. All right, here. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Say to these rebels of Israel, don't you understand the meaning of this riddle of the eagles? The king of Babylon came to Jerusalem, took away her king and princes, and brought them to Babylon. He made a treaty with a member of the royal family and forced him to take an oath of loyalty. He also exiled Israel's most influential leaders so Israel would not become strong again and revolt. Only by keeping her treaty with Babylon could Israel survive. Nevertheless, this man of Israel's royal family rebelled against Babylon, sending ambassadors to Egypt to request a great army and many horses. Can Israel break her sworn treaties like that and get away with it? No. For as surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, the King of Israel will die in Babylon, the land of the king who put him in power and whose treaty he disregarded and broke. Pharaoh and all his mighty army will fail to help Israel when the king of Babylon lays siege to Jerusalem again and destroys many lives. For the king of Israel disregarded his treaty and broke it after swearing to obey. Therefore, he will not escape. So this is what the Sovereign Lord says. As surely as I live, I will punish him for breaking my covenant and disregarding the solemn oath he made in my name. I will throw my net over him and capture him in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and put him on trial for this treason against me. And all his best warriors will be killed in battle. And those who survive will be scattered to the four winds then you will know that i the lord have spoken this is what the sovereign lord says i will take a branch from the top of a tall cedar and i will plant it on the top of israel's highest mountain it will become a majestic cedar sending forth its branches and producing seed birds of every sort will nest in it finding shelter in the shade of its branches and all the trees will know that it is I, the Lord, who cuts the tall tree down and makes the short tree grow tall. It is I who makes the green tree wither and gives the dead tree new life. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do what I said. Okay, sit down, Kate, at the table. We're going to do Proverbs.
3 26 because we're going to do Proverbs 3 26 okay ready for the Lord for the Lord is your security he will keep your foot from being caught in a trap Proverbs 3 26 okay Amen.